And that music means that it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Times Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? I am. Excellent. We had you unmuted in time two in a row. We're nailing it. Yes. How are you doing, buddy? Great. You had a good week? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, before we get started, oh yeah, because because you've got a month full of events. <laughs> yeah, huge. Before we get started, we want to congratulate you. This is episode fifty, standalone episode fifty of the Pilch Point. Big milestone to hit. Yeah, buddy. Another fifty, and we can go into syndication. That's right. <laughs> How does it feel, Avram? Do you feel any older? Oh, so much, so much older. I feel fifty episodes older. <laughs> than I did 50 episodes ago. Well, you know, time is relative. <laughs> it is. It seems like just yesterday that we broke these that we broke these off into a separate, just separate segment. Uh, but it never gets old. You know, it feels like just last week we were doing episode 49. It really it feels that way. <laughs> feels that way. No, just no a little doubt. bit. Uh, but because my memory is not the best, uh, go ahead and give everyone your contacts uh, today for the first time ever. So, uh, I'm the online editorial director for tomsguide.com and laptopmag.com. You can check out all of our news on those two sites. Follow me on Twitter at GeekInChief or find me on Google+. Very good. Now, you are just, you're wearing so many hats lately. I mean, we could talk about your celebrity status. And I have to cover up this, this spot. <laughs> We, uh, there's 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 help for that. I mean, this hats that the one thing. Um, we could talk about whether or not your success on our show could attest to your success in real life. I don't. I don't. I think yes. I I do. Too. I think sixty five percent at least, which means I think forty five percent of royalties at least, <laughs> at least. But uh, <laughs> but let's talk about <laughs> of all zero dollars for being on television. We're not in syndication yet. <laughs> It's coming up soon, he said. But let's talk events. You you go to all these events all the time, and usually we talk about what happened after the fact. What could you report on? Which which we still will do. Right. It's still going to happen. We just have to figure out timing for that. Um, but we have an opportunity this time where you're not on a flight to an event right now, where usually that's the case on Sundays. So let's go ahead and talk about... An event not a lot of people know about, but we talk about it a lot every year, and so do you guys on Laptop Mag. Tom Scott, Computex. Computex is the CES of Asia. It is a very important show that takes place in Taipei the first week of June every year. Huge show. They have it across two different convention centers uh, on different sides of different side of town. Uh, thousands of vendors. Uh, a lot of the you know, big name American vendors aren't there, but some of the really big name international uh, vendors you will see. Uh, so uh, Taiwan is a home country for ASUS, MSI, and Acer, and they're all going to have a huge presence at the show. Uh, you you see a lot of peripheral and desktop hardware vendors there. Uh, you so you will see a lot of people who are making keyboards and mice and power supplies big show for intel intel is going to have a big keynote there and uh you know we might we might see some some announcements or some other cool stuff from uh from them uh maybe you know maybe we'll see more systems based on some of their new processors coming 
uh, being shown off. AMD is going to have a presence there as well. So you see a lot of the processor, and so is NVIDIA. Uh, so uh, you see a lot of the processor vendors. A lot of the processor vendors are going to be there. It's not a big mobile show. You won't see, uh, we probably won't see too many smartphones launching out of the show, although we probably will see tablets. Uh, but a uh, big show, fun show, what's particularly interesting about it is you can walk around the show floor and see a lot of the ODMs, uh, original design manufacturers, showing off their wares that will eventually probably become somebody else's branded computer. Now, they're not exactly excited to see the press because they don't want people to know that, you know, the computer that you bought with the uh, I buy power name on it or something is really a... Uh, you know, really made by this other manufacturer, but I mean that's kind of how uh, the technology industry works. Uh, very few companies make their own stuff, uh, and you also end up seeing some really neat things. Last year, I stumbled upon uh, a competitor to Google Glass that this small company, Chipsip, is working on, and uh, ran into Chipsip again at CES. They're still working on it. They're smart glasses. They're very close. Uh, and I'm going to see them again next week, and there, and hopefully uh, get something. Hopefully get to see how close they are to having a viable, uh, a viable competitor to to Google Glass, a, a wearable computer that covers one eye and actually is higher resolution than Google Glass, runs the full Android operating system, so you can install any app. Uh, pretty neat. So, uh, interesting show. Uh, my colleague Sherlyn Lowe is coming with me. Unlike me, who's been taking classes for years and still can't get it right, Sherlyn is a native Mandarin speaker, uh, so she's going to help a lot with some of those vendors that are not, that are the local vendors that aren't used to dealing with the press and aren't uh, as English savvy. For the big vendors, no problem. You know, ASUS and those folks, they're, you know, everybody speaks English and, or you'll run into the American PR people. But a uh, slightly different story on when the little vendors that you, you know, the smaller time vendors that you just happen to run into. So fascinating show. I expect to see um, new stuff. I expect to see new stuff. Uh, you know, I expect to see some interesting new stuff, maybe some new Bay Trail stuff, maybe some new things featuring um, maybe some more information about Intel's next generation processor. Uh, and of course, Always the weird and the interesting. Maybe some new Android. T maybe some new Android sticks. New wearables. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a really fun show. So, based on because we know that the thing that comes out of Computex specifically for you is odd stuff, which is one of the reasons why we love to follow your Computex experience. What do you hope to see this year in that kind of odd realm? Well, I'm hoping to see some really interesting things in the in the world of um, miniature PCs. Now that we uh, also run Tom's Guide, we can cover some more desktop desktop stuff that was sort of off topic when we were only doing working for for Laptop Mag. Uh, so. Uh, a really big thing this year, I, I kind of want to get one, are, are all these sort of Intel and you see Nook uh, based computers, which are like, you know, really, really small desktop computers that are like yo big. Uh, I would I would expect to see some some interesting some interesting stuff there, maybe some interesting chassis, interesting form factors uh, for for desktops. Always fun is to see 
uh, some of the really, f as, as someone who still loves to build my own PC, always fun to see some of the really neat cases that they have and light up keyboards and so on. I also expect just with all the momentum behind Chrome to see some interesting uh, Chrome desktops and Chromebooks and things like that. Uh, not sure it would excite me too much to run, to, to spend a lot of money on a Chrome desktop, but there may be some interesting mashups there. And of course, uh, many computers based on Android continue to be a big deal. But I, I actually would be really fascinated to see what in the world of wearables we might run into besides the chipset. Will there be some interesting smartwatches that we didn't expect? Yeah, I heard there's a rumor uh, with wearable things, not even for smartwatches, but from uh, a sports company that's going to implement wearable technology in jerseys. And I don't know if, well, obviously, this is a context, but that's out there now where statistics can actually show on their back or front chest plate with a sponsor. The live update statistics wearable technology during like a, like a soccer game or something. Why not? Why not? Um, and it sounds awesome. It sounds. You know what? To be honest, the smartwatch stuff we still have to really crack the crack the code on. Um, there's a lot of rumors that Apple is going to come out with this smartwatch at their upcoming event, which is the same time as Computex. Uh, WWDC is I think starts June second. Uh, there's there have been a lot of rumors about them coming out with a smartwatch. I don't think that they will be, but there were some crazy analysts who said if they don't come out with an iWatch, they're done as a company. Which I hope that's I, true. I I saw that article. I think you posted it, and yeah. I I read through <laughs> it. And I'm like, wow, um, that seems to show a complete lack of understanding about smartwatches and the fact that. They're not quite ready for prime time. Yeah, I, I don't feel like a company that doesn't come out with a smartwatch is finished. I mean, it, does that mean every company except Samsung at the moment is finished? Yeah, obviously. Uh, and, and maybe Motorola, since we know that they're coming out with a Moto 360. Uh, so I think more likely to come out of WWDC, which my colleague, two of my colleagues are, are going to cover, uh, it's almost certain that we'll see some new MacBooks uh, probably I would I would expect to refresh the MacBook Air. Um, uh, that's probably it's I I would say probably it's probably it's MacBook stuff. It's it's probably going to be Mac desktops and Mac laptop refresh. Uh, Apple's pretty conservative. If they were going to do a watch or something like that, I think they would probably hold a special event for it. Uh, so my guess. My guess is it's, there's not going to be a wearable thing going on uh, at WWDC. Now, later in the month, we have some other, we have a couple other really major events. We have E3, which is the premier gaming event. Uh, that that show is kind of why it's kind of wide open right now. Hard to say exactly what we expect. I think, you know, I, I don't expect to see new any new consoles coming out of that event, but lots of new titles. Uh, maybe more of a focus on, um, you know, where things are where things are going uh, with perceptual computing, more gesture control stuff. Uh, so, so that that could be an interesting show. And finally, at the end of the month, this is going to be a blockbuster. Google I/O. Google I/O last year was a huge disappointment. Uh, I thought that they were going to actually introduce some new products of the show. They uh, they really didn't introduce anything. Uh, my boss Mark Spooner and I, and I ended up going together to the event and 
it was wow i mean except for the free gummy worms it was kind of a waste of time but uh the um this year we would fully expect that to see the moto 360 the the first uh android the first watch based on google's new android wear platform to launch uh there's rumors of a new uh google tablet coming out that's supposed to have some kind of a 3d uh i think 3d screen so there's there's a couple of there's a good chance of seeing some interesting stuff at this year's Google I/O. Uh, even if they only deliver the smartwatches, uh, that would be something because a lot of people are very interested in the new the new Android Wear platform. Having used the uh, the API the uh, SDK for it and uh, ran the em- run the emulator on my computer, I'm not particularly impressed with it. Uh, but I think the hardware that people get, like the Moto 360, could be very attractive hardware. But the operating system itself, at least at first blush, is just the notification drawer from Android blown up on your wrist. But um, you know, it's hard to come up with it's hard to come up with a good wearable these days. Um, but I think this month in total, when you look at all of these events, we're going to come out of it with a lot of new product. Uh, Hopefully, maybe some looks at new new versions of operating systems in the Mac world. Uh, I think we're going to see maybe see some information out of new iOS coming out of, of WWDC. Um, you know, maybe see some information about where Android is going and where Chrome OS is going from from Google. Uh, so, and maybe get some more information about sort of the future of some of the faster processors from Intel and AMD. So. Uh, June is always a big month, but this year it's I think it's going to be uh, one of the biggest months uh, for sure for for tech for new for tech news. So speaking of new products and WWDC, I've got a question. It's totally a stupid question, and it's okay. Um, do you think we're going to see any more iPods? Ooh, a lot of people think the iPod is coming to an end. Uh, I don't think they're going to announce any new iPods. Do, do I think they're going to officially pull the plug as an announcement? Probably not, because there's still money being made. It would be kind of a waste of their time to keep coming out with them. Most people are playing their music now on um, on their phones. Uh, now, I happen to know, you know, a couple of people who still like to have a dedicated player. But the only the only way there's a new iPod is if the watch is an iPod. If that's what they choose to do, and people did use the iPod Nano, I believe, as a watch. Some of them like strapped uh-huh. uh, wrist straps to it. So if they kind of officially recognize that by making that their watch, then maybe that's how you see it. But as far as a standalone iPod. But I don't think they're going to stop manufacturing it. They won't announce a new one, but they're still – I read somewhere they're still making tens of millions of dollars on it. So they're still moving a lot. They're still moving enough units to make it worth their while. Here, here's, here's what, what they, they do. do. They, they, they kill off the brand at WWDC and they say, okay, we're making 10 million special edition iPods at $100 more. Guaranteed they sell out. Guaranteed. We all know it, right? Let's be honest. Guarantee they sell out so people can get the last one. 
You know, I, I don't have it off the top of my head how many years the iPod has been out, but we all remember the 20th anniversary Mac. Maybe that maybe this will be like the 15th anniversary iPod. Maybe some some special milestone iPod. Yeah, it's gold. Charge you more money. It's gold. Fog gold. Well, uh, people can hoard it. It's actually just plastic. Somewhere between the last WWDC and this one um, was the 10th anniversary. <laughs> Uh, and I I had predicted that last year we weren't going to hear about the iPod, but I didn't think about the fact that it was the 10th anniversary, and so I figured that, ah, they wanted to do the whole, hooray, 10 years, woo, and then they'd quietly sweep it under the rug. I think the thing that would really kill it, I mean, there's still a market for people who can't afford the phone. I mean, the phone is fairly expensive. We tend to forget that. But if you're not on contract and you wanted an iPhone, I mean, let's say you you could get a non-contract Android phone for fairly cheap. But if you want an iPhone and you're not on contract, you're going to be spending six, $700 for it. Right. So, um, so the iPod, for those who don't need the phone functions of the iPhone, is significantly cheaper. Yeah. Um, the, only way, the only way to really kill it, uh, you know, effectively without leaving a gaping hole in their lineup would be to come out with a low-cost iPhone right? That for developing markets and off-contract. And that would be a fairly smart move for Apple. To do like to a do. Lumia 520 yeah. equivalent, something in that, that $59 Guys. outright price. Guys, did we forget that Apple just did that when they announced their iPhone 5C? Yeah, that was like $19 wholesale less than yeah. the regular that one. That is the entry-level price for the flagship phone of phones. Guys, shame on you for uh, <laughs> de degrading the quality of the entry-level phone that is the iPhone 5C. Unapologetically plastic. Right. But you can't, but remember that you can't get off contract that phone's still five or six hundred dollars. Right, which is a hundred dollars less than the iPhone 5S. So why are you complaining? <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. Shame on you for even questioning the business model, Avram. I mean, the green plastic is a lot of plastic. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot to smelt that. It does. I, you, you know what? Oil's getting expensive. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Yes, it is. It takes, it, takes a, it takes a lot to smelt it. Very good. Well, Abram, obviously a lot of events, obviously a lot of things going on. Go ahead and give them your context and let everyone know where they can stay up to date with the handful of events for the month of June. So uh, you can check. Uh, you can follow me specifically on Twitter at AkiKinChief. And uh, Google Plus or Facebook by my name, Avon Pilch, online editorial director for Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide. You can, uh, and I would recommend go following all of our news at tomsguide.com and laptopmag.com. If it's mobile stuff, it'll be on Laptop Mag. If it's not mobile stuff, it'll probably be on tomsguide.com. Uh, and uh, we're going to have some really exciting news for you uh, in the month ahead. And hopefully, uh, hopefully some things that are really interesting and off the beaten path as well. I can't wait, and I look forward to it. I know everyone else does, too. I wish you a safe flight, and we will uh, talk to you uh, maybe next week. And if not, we'll at least see a picture of your hotel room. 649, sure. by the way. Talk to For you sure. then. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye.